Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. What are you doing? Looking for fun and feeling groovy. La da 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 da. Feeling groovy. Hello, lamppost. What you knowin'? I come to watch your flowers growin'. Ain't you got no rhymes for me? Do 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 do. so groovy and I forgot I was supposed to be the announcements good morning we are welcome you to our live stream today we're glad to you're with us um, and I know you'll enjoy uh, today feeling groovy our broadcast is available to you every Sunday at 9 30 a.m. central time you can also view our archive services on unity Minneapolis website do you want to stay more connected We've got some options for you. First, Unity Minneapolis Silent Unity Prayer Service is now streaming on Facebook Live at 12 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Please join. The Zoom opportunities are also available to you in your home. Uh, dig deeper into today's lesson on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Reverend Pat will lead a follow-up discussion, and you're invited to participate. You get your questions answered and your answers questioned. I love it. Uh, MBT Community resumes this Friday at 7 p.m., hosted by Kara and Lucas Christofferson. Please join that unique experience. Join us for Zoom coffee hour today at 1045, 
Watch for log on details at the end of today's lesson. It's a joy and fun just to see each other and share for a moment or two. Learn more about our events and activities on the church website, Facebook page, Peak of the Week, our e-newsletter. You can also contact the church through email or voicemail. And now I'll turn it over to Reverend Pat for our opening prayer. Join me in our opening prayer this morning. I invite you, if you would, just to go to that place within your heart and within your mind where you know and you feel God's presence today. And today we join our consciousness with other Unity Churches around the world as we affirm together. We know that God is a love that has no end and a power that knows no bounds. God's healing power of divine life is restoring and healing and revitalizing our world in this very moment. We let go of any fears and anxieties and we affirm that all are safe and healthy and protected. We bless all those who support us in maintaining vibrant, radiant health. We express divine life in all that we think, say, and do. We bless our global family with radiant health, peace of mind, and abundant love. And we surrender again and again to this infinite, invisible presence within. We are so blessed to know this presence within as health, joy, peace, comfort, love. And we allow this presence to express from within out into the world. And today we go forth to be a witness, a witness to this day, a witness for that Christ presence within. We give thanks for this beautiful soft rain today here in Minneapolis. We give thanks for that. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now let's join together in our opening song.
Thank you, Debbie Sheriff. Thank you. You know, when you sing, I sound better. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Unity is a positive path for spiritual living. And we do offer practical teachings that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. Unity is also an inclusive community. And one of our core values here is welcoming. So we welcome you today. Regardless of where you are in the world today, we are glad that you have chosen to spend some time with us today. We welcome our community that's regular here, and we welcome you, even if you're streaming today, for the very first time, we especially welcome you. And you can find out so much more about our uh, community by visiting our website at unityminneapolis.org. We look forward to you coming back and streaming with us often. And one of our favorite things to say here each and every Sunday morning is this, and that is that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. We welcome you virtually. We are glad you are with us. And now then, let's join together for the reading of the Daily Word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or to submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed for for an additional 30 days. And the word for today is let go, let God. We affirm, I let go and trust the divine in me. When faced with a decision to make, do my thoughts turn immediately to divine guidance, or do I seek God's help only when all else fails? Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore wrote that God loves to be used, and the more you use him, the more easily you use him, and the more pleasant his help becomes. God lives in me and expresses through me. All of the attributes of God are as near as my next thought. I release my attachment to limited human reasoning. I center my mind and heart on the constant flow of the divine love, wisdom, understanding, and strength. In the divine flow, I find answers to questions. New possibilities for good emerge, and I move forward with confidence. And in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, we find, From there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and your soul. And the word for today is let go, let God. This world as it is, go inside to 
this world, this day, and this life, go inside and find my God. Let us take those words to our heart this morning. Let us let go of the world, the day, even the life that we are holding and go inside. Step into the place where there is peace and there is joy and there is love. The place where we know that we are one. We are the body that is the Christ. All of us together. It is from that place of knowing, that place deep down inside our souls where we find the peace and the joy and the love. This is where our beauty and our truth emerge. And so in this morning, in this time, take that deep breath. Breathe it in and let it go. Let it go and let God. Let it go and let God. In the silence, 
in the silence. It is inside that we find our God. And it is from that inside that we live those God principles, those God attributes, that which we are. So from that place inside, we live our love, our joy, our compassion. And we say, thank you, God. Amen. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try.
Imagine no possessions I wonder if you can No need for greed or hunger A brotherhood of man Imagine all the people Sharing all the world You, you may say I'm a dreamer But I'm not the only one I hope someday you'll join us And the world will live as one Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Pete. Debbie, thank you very much. I can't imagine, I can't imagine a more appropriate time than to use this power of imagination right now in our life. And thanks for reminding us of that this morning. And I believe with all my heart that there's a tremendous amount of power in the collective imagination. I believe that without a doubt that we can change not only our life, but we have something to do with the changing of the world. So this, I can remember hearing the song the first time and thinking, well, that's a sweet song. But after I came into this teaching, I realized the power of imagination. The power of imagination, how we collectively can use this power for the good in our life. So thanks very much for reminding us of that. We are in week two of a five-week series called 30 Days to Fearless Living. You can get this little booklet at unity.org. You can download this booklet. We're using parts of this booklet during these 30 days of fearless living. And I have changed it to be, for me, 30 days of less fear living. Less fear living. I have not quite, as your minister, our minister, I have not quite conquered those 30 days of fearless living yet. I don't know about you, but I'm having some strange things that are going on in my life right now. And I've never really experienced it quite like this. And I know it has to do somewhat with not only my consciousness, but it also has to do with the collective consciousness of our planet right now. I was sharing with Reverend Tony that I woke up very early this morning. And ooh, I don't like that too much. Because, guess what? I have a service to do. And I wake up and I go, oh, Lord God, I need more sleep than this. I need more sleep. And so, you know, I say the prayer for protection. I do all of these wonderful things. And sometimes it works and other times, I mean, it always works. But the bottom line is sometimes I decide to get up and start my day. And that's exactly what I decided on this morning, to get up and start my day. You know, two weeks ago, I began this series And I know that the teacher always teaches what the teacher needs to learn. I do. I teach what I need to learn. And so two weeks ago, I talked about the importance of faith over fear. Now, we understand that faith, that power of faith in our life. We teach that right here. What we expect normally comes about in our life. But not only that, you know, I reminded us that first week that, guess what? We have all the faith that we need. We can't go get any more faith. We have it. We have it. It's a matter of how we direct that faith. 
And sometimes we use that power of imagination in directing that faith in our life. You know, we also talked that Sunday about the importance of an understanding faith. This faith does not work outside of the spiritual laws that we teach here. It works within it. It does not necessarily transcend it. It works. And these spiritual laws helps us to build our consciousness. And faith can only work to the boundaries of our consciousness. So what we're about here is we're about changing consciousness. We're about expanding our consciousness so that we can enjoy more faith and have that faith working in our life. And then last week, Reverend Tony, great service. Reverend Tony took us, you know, living like a mother. I loved it. You know, I let me say, living like a mother. Okay, so last week, Reverend Tony spoke about the importance of motherhood. And I love some of the stories she told. And I love the fact that, you know, she's, it talked about having faith, having faith and courage to be a mother. I love the fact that when she, just, she shared, when she was found out that she was pregnant, she thought, I don't know how to do this. You know what? And I have thought, there are so many mothers that have probably echoed that before in their life. I don't know how to do it. But she said because of the faith that she had, the faith that she had, she walked through this. She walked through these changes in her life. So today... I believe that if we are really going to live a fearless life or a less fear life, I believe that we have to live from the inside out. The inside out. Now, I also believe that there's kind of two different attitudes about life. I believe that some people think that we are born, we come into this life, we are an empty vessel. And we are here to fill me up. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up. Fill me up. And I want to be filled up with experiences. I want to be filled up with things. I want to be filled up with uh, 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 sometimes habits that I don't like. But because of the fact that I want to be filled up, sometimes I've been to some strange places to get filled to get filled up into some strange places. What happens so often, and I believe most of us have been there. We've been there. And I believe Scripture tells us beautifully about it, beautifully about that. You know, the prodigal son was in the far country. The prodigal son was out there getting what he thought he needed until he came to himself and returned to the father's home. And then suddenly, I believe that was a huge turning point for him that he realized he needed to live his life from within out, not from out within. So there's that group of people that believe, okay, I've got to fill it up. I've got to go get all the rich experiences I need. And then there's another thought about life. And that life is about we, we come in totally complete. We're totally complete. I love it. I heard it in the 12-step program. I am totally complete. You can't add one thing to me. I, God made no junk. I made, God made no junk. And so I am complete child of God. And I come into this expression with all that I need within me to have a rich, abundant, prosperous, joy-filled life. And it takes, in times like this, it takes me to stop and to breathe and remember that. To stop and breathe and remember that. I love the Paul's letter. 
the Apostle Paul, writing from prison, he wrote a letter to Timothy, 2 Timothy. And the second, well, there was one Timothy, but there was two letters too. And so it was 2 Timothy. But he wrote a letter to Timothy. Now, who is Timothy? Timothy was his protege. He had worked with Timothy, and Timothy was out there doing the work. He was out there doing the work, like many of you are out there doing the work right now. You are out there doing what God has called you to do, regardless of whether you're on the front lines with this COVID, regardless of whether you're a first responder, regardless of whether you're supporting someone with it, regardless if you've been diagnosed with it, you are out there. You are working. You're doing what you've been called to do by spirit. And he writes Timothy. And he writes Timothy from prison. And he says, and let me share this with you, just some of my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures. It says, you know, he's writing this letter to Timothy. And he says, when I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. Wow. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have someone constantly remember you in their prayers, night and day? He says, Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure it lives in you. I want to share with you, I believe with all my heart that fear this thing around our planet right now is somewhat contagious. We hang out with people in fear. We kind of get it. If you notice that, or if we read all this stuff about what's going on, we kind of get it. It's kind of contagious. But don't you also believe that faith is contagious? That faith is contagious. Hanging out with people that truly believe, that believe that God is present right here in the midst of it, that we're going to get through this, this is faith. And we hang out with people, it becomes contagious. And so listen to this, it's so true. I first lived in your grandparents, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. I don't know about you, but my mother, my grandmother, influenced me greatly. Because of them, I believe that I, it was contagious. It was contagious. I had the faith that I need to be called to ministry, to do whatever we needed to do. We have that faith. And he says, for this reason, I remind you, I remind you, Timothy, to rekindle the gift of God that is within you. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love, and of self-discipline. These gifts are within us. And as our daily word implied today, all the attributes of God, all of them are within us. It is a matter for us to make that decision to express these attributes, to live from the inside out. <clears throat> Mr. Butterworth in his wonderful book, In the Flow of Life, he talks, tells a story. 
And I love this story, and rather than tell it, I'm going to read it, because it's such a meaningful story to me. It's a fairly short story. But he talks about this man. The man has lost his job. He says, I tell the story of a man who sat brooding at his desk one evening after receiving his dismissal notice from a company he had served for more than 20 years. He was reflecting in despair on the difficulty of getting another job at his age, the impossible task of living on his income, and the shock of feeling that he was no longer needed, that he was useless through washed up. Yes, I know without even being in your presence right now that some of you have those feelings. Some of you have had those feelings in your life, washed up through, not appreciated. And this is exactly what was happening to this man. This is exactly what has happened to many of you during this COVID experience. Mr. Butterworth goes on to say, the man, he noticed a spider on the desk and unconsciously brushed it off. And suddenly he was watching in awe as the tiny creature automatically spun a strand to bear its weight and swung gracefully to the floor. He began to wonder if this tiny creature could get into the flow of a mysterious resource and deal so creatively with this crisis, then why could he not why could he, the man, not do the same? And the answer came dramatically. He must have gotten out of his own natural flow or the situation would not have come to him. The fact that he was so disturbed by it proved that this to be true. And I'm going to pause. So often things come to us and we want to go down that road of why. Why? We want to live in the why. And sometimes it's important to live in that why. But other times, we just don't know. And sometimes it's not so important as the why did it come to us. It's important as to how am I going to respond? How am I going to respond to this situation? And it was because of this spider that has spun this web to gracefully go to the floor that he, little things in life, that he had a new insight. Now, getting himself synchronized in consciousness with the flow of the realization that his good did not come to him, but through him might get his job back. Listen to this. The good. We sometimes expect that good to come to us. That good has to come through us. And that good that we are seeking, those attributes of God, are already within us. But he most certainly can move forward to something better. And he goes on to tell the story of how he became a writer and he sold his things and he started a whole new career, one that was very satisfying to him, very satisfying to him and also very lucrative to him as well. You know, <clears throat> Thomas Troward was an old-timey in the late 1800s. You know, he's often called the father of new thought. Thomas Troward is often called the father of new thought. And let me share with you what he said in the late 1800s. He says, the whole of spirit 
must be present in its entirety at every point in space at the same time. I want to read that one more time. The whole of spirit must be present in its entirety at every point in space at the same time. Oh my goodness. That means that the whole of spirit is within me. The whole of spirit is within you. That wholeness, that whole of spirit is supporting, moving through me. For me, my dear friends, to receive and to remember that divine presence within, that's the whole of spirit. When I am faced with a challenge in my life, regardless of whether it's a health challenge, a prosperity challenge, a relationship challenge, whatever that challenge may be. It's not that we just have a little bit of spirit over here because it has to go all around the world. We've got the whole spirit, the whole spirit of God. And I tell this often, if I have stumped my big toe, I got the whole spirit of God in my big toe to heal that big toe. And you know what? Because I have the whole Spirit of God does not mean that you don't have the whole Spirit of God. That Debbie doesn't have it, that Lori, that Reverend Tony has that whole Spirit of God within them. When I think of that, it gives me great comfort. It gives me courage. It gives me faith to move, to move mountains, as Jesus would say. My dear friends, let's don't forget that during this time, that whole spirit of God is within each and every person. Jesus clearly teaches that this whole spirit of God is within. And he says it in many different ways. He says that the whole spirit of God, the kingdom of God is within. This kingdom of God has infinite possibilities, infinite possibilities. And he's also given us some very, very precise instructions Jesus, our teacher, did. On the Sermon on the Mount, as he concluded that sermon, he said very clearly, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Become aware of what is within. Become aware of that and demonstrate that. Show that up in your life. That's powerful. So sometimes we want to, <laughs> the sky is falling. Or we run around like chicken with our head cut off, as my mother would say. But the important thing for us, my dear friends, is during this whole process of less fear in our life is to become still, to become still and centered and seek ye first that kingdom of God. Now, that may look different for many in many different ways. For many of us here, seeking that kingdom of God comes through the stillness. It comes through the silence. I go within, as Daniel Damon says in that beautiful song, inside. And that's where I touch the divine presence for most of us. For others, it may not look that way at all. For others, it may mean you stand up and stomp your foot. And you say, the kingdom of God is within me. And all that I have all that I have, all that I need is within me. All that I need is within me during this challenge, during these circumstances in our life. Clearly, seek ye first the kingdom of God. 
Also, when we, when we seek that kingdom of God, then we become aware of truth. We become aware of truth, you know. You, should, uh, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I believe that's in the chapter in John. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It had nothing to do with you will know about truth. Now, I know I've been in ministry a long time. We could add up many years here. I know a lot about truth. I have studied, graduated from seminary. I've studied metaphysics. I'm so grateful that you cannot see my bookcase at home right now because it is filled with books. It is, I have folders from seminars and workshops and truth and truth. And here in Unity, if we're not careful, we can become a, a vision junkie. We can become a workshop junkie. Nothing's wrong with them. But see, to know truth is different than to know about truth. To know truth means that you know that you know that you know. And my truth is not necessarily your truth. But the bottom line is, as I stand and I seek ye first the kingdom of God, all this other outer stuff, all these experiences, all this materiality will come to us, will be added to us in interesting ways. But when I continue to go within then I know truth because truth speaks to me. Spirit speaks to me. And once we have that relationship with spirit and it is spoken to you, you know it. You know what to do and you know how to do it. And you go forth and you do it with courage and faith. Often someone will come to me and they will say, you know, Reverend Pat, I don't know what to do. I really need to make a decision. And as we explore, and I listen, that's primarily, I know it's hard, primarily what I do is listen. And as I listen to that, I discover and I listen in the story. And guess what? The decision is already made. The decision is already made. But see, the bottom line is, he or she does not like it. He or she does not like the decision that has been made. And so they run around going, I don't know what to do. Yes, you know what to do. It just takes courage to do it. But see, when we're told what to do and we're clear that it's God's voice speaking through us, then everything that we need, everything that we possess will be provided for us. Yes, it's much we have to know about truth. That inspires me to know about truth. I'm grateful that I know read books and this type of thing. But the truth for Reverend Pat comes from within himself. The truth for you comes within you. And we have the opportunity to step out and live from within out in our life. From within out. So, yes, it's one thing to know truth. It's another thing to know about truth. I just want to make a couple of other points. <laughs> we squeeze an orange, we're going to get orange juice, right? You know? Whatever's in that orange, it comes out. Sometimes when we get squeezed, it comes out. It's not 
honest you necessarily, but it's our beliefs. Our beliefs is what comes out. And those beliefs always show up in our life. And part, in my opinion, part of being in truth, part of being in community is to help each other to discover those beliefs that are working and not working in our life. And as we discover those beliefs through different ways, inventories, etc., as we discover those beliefs, then we can begin to change those beliefs in our life. You know? And because our beliefs determine our life out here. That belief inside determines your life out here, out here. And so it's important that we get in touch with those beliefs and what they are in our life and how we can go about changing those beliefs in our life. It may not be orange juice, but it's our beliefs. We want to change a belief. I love Emmett Fox. As you know, you've heard me preach several times about Emmett Fox. He's written Life is Consciousness. He's written the Sermon on the Mount. He's written various books. He's one of the best metaphysicians that I know of. And Emmett Fox talks about something called the mental equivalent. Wow, when I got in touch with that, that changed my life in so many ways. In essence, what he says is everything is created twice. First within and then without. And he says that if we want to create something on the outside, we must hold the mental equivalent for it. We want to change and we want to be more peaceful on the outside. Guess where it starts? Right here on the inside. We want more prosperity in our life. It starts right here with a change of consciousness, a prosperity consciousness. That's where it starts. We want better relationships in our life. It starts right here on the inside, doing the inventory, doing the work, so that the next time a person comes into your life, you have done the mental cleansing. You have done the work so that you can step into a better relationship in your life. What you have learned, every time I do premarital counseling, I always ask a couple, especially a couple, and many of our couples that we do premarital counseling, they've been married before, some many times, but the bottom line is, and there's no judgment around that, because I believe that every time we go through a relationship, we learn something. But I always ask the question, what do you want to leave out this relationship that you experienced in the previous relationship? And you go, duh. I want to think, yes, think about that. Because if we have not done the work in this relationship, we carry it right into the next relationship. God is so good. We get to do it over and over. But the important thing, my friend, is, is those beliefs. We hold thought. No wonder we have this third principle. Thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. So we know that if we want to change our beliefs and change our life and live from the inside out, it starts in here. It starts in here, and we absolutely We absolutely must change it in here first and hold that mental equivalent in order for it to manifest in the outer world. Reverend David 
Dr. Reverend Dr. David Alt is a a minister. Actually, he's a wonderful science of mind minister. And you may remember or may may not remember. Why would you remember this? Uh, I can't remember it sometimes. But my point is this sometimes I read read something called science of mind. I read daily word every morning. I read science of mind every morning. And recently, for the 30 days of science of mind this month, uh, David Ault is, is sharing. He's sharing his stories in each reading. And I'm really enjoying it this month. But on the, on the uh, actually it was on the 5th of May, it really struck me because he referred to a early uh, New Thought uh, author by the name of Frederick Bales. Frederick Bales, he describes three possible approaches when facing a challenge. Three possible, three possible approaches when facing a challenge. I like one, two, three. And so he goes, that first approach when facing a challenge is to fight. To fight. Fighting against conditions fuels the conditions. Oh, take a breath on that, Pat. Not just fighting against it physically, but fighting against it within. It shouldn't be this way. You notice that? It shouldn't be this way. It should be different. Oh. He goes, it fuels the conditions, it undermines and drags our potential to the same density as the unwanted circumstance. Bales encouraged us to cease our fighting and instead lose all desire for identifying with the story. He wrote, only that which finds response in us can affect itself, can attach itself to us. Only that that finds a response in us attaches attaches to us. So if I go around judging somebody, judging somebody, fighting against something that should be different, then it's going to continue to attach itself to me. That's what's going to happen. And I'm a firm believer that if I see something in you that I don't like, oh, please, it's got to be within me too. If it wasn't within me, I couldn't see it in you. So if I can see that love in you, that means the love is in me. Judgment, that means it's within me. Hatred, that means it's within me. So the first thing we want to look at is, are we fighting? Not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. And then he says the second thing that we do is we are fleeing without mentally cleansing, fortifies the fear we're trying to escape. It welcomes it to piggyback along no matter how far we run. The choice keeps us forever searching for an elusive outer rescue. Wow. How many times have I done a geographical cure? How many times have I gone somewhere and think I'll just escape it? I can remember doing that as a early a young adult. I was living in Birmingham and I was already had were in Birmingham, but that's another story. And so I thought I'm just going to escape. And I moved to New Orleans. Wow. I moved to New Orleans. And guess what? There I was. Wherever I go, there I am. The same addictions, the same everything was there. 
So yes, fleeing is another way we look at challenges, our fears in our life. And then he says the other one. He says the other way is to, is to welcome the alternative, and that is transcendence. Transcendence, what a concept. Oh, my gosh. You mean we can do something? We can rise above the challenge? We can rise above the problem? Of course we can. I need to be reminded of that. I can rise above it. And, of course, we teach in New Thought there's a little self and a big self, a little S and a big S, and when we put the little S in charge, life runs amok. When we put the big S in charge, then we begin to transcend the situation. Quick story. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight, and it's between two wolves. One is evil, he is angry, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentful, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. And he continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same, the same fight is going on inside of you and inside of every person the grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. Now, I'm sure that's not the first time most of you have heard that story. But I thought it, tri- it really tied in beautifully with transcendence. If we want to transcend something in our life, then we have to live these characteristics of the, the wolf with the joy and the peace and the love. We have to live it outward and to connect with all people for that to happen. Wow. So, a needle pulling thread. So, this is your assignment if you choose to accept it. I want you to ask your question this, this, this week. Only you can answer this. There's no test. You don't have to send it in to Reverend Pat. Are you living life from the inside out? Or are you letting the circumstances in the world depend on how you live life? Are you letting the stock market? Are you letting the unemployment? Are you letting COVID-19? I'm not saying that all of these things are not important. But we, my dear friends, are able to live life from the inside out. And then ask yourself another question this week. Am I seeking the kingdom of God? Am I seeking it? Do I really know what that is? Am I spending time with it? And then that third question. When challenges or fears come to you, you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to stand there and fight. You have the opportunity to flee. And you have the opportunity to transcend. We hear a new thought. We teach transcendence transcendence, and I invite you to do the same. It's been so great being with you this morning. I love you. I bless you, and I behold the living presence of the divine within you, and so it is. Amen.
heavy load Trying to touch and reach you with heart and soul My Lord Please Take hold of my hand That I might understand Thank you, thank you. May is Consistent Giving Month, and this is the month that we invite you to become a consistent giver. Consistent giving helps our uh, community greatly, uh, so we invite you to consider that. And if you're already a consistent giver, then we invite you to look at what you give and maybe reevaluate that as well. Gretchen Stein, one of the members of our church here, is a consistent giver. And she shares with you today why she is a consistent giver. Hello, Unity friends. I'm Gretchen Stein, and I'm a proud member of Unity Minneapolis. I'm here to talk about giving and giving consistently. It's going to be a very short speech. I am so proud to be a part of this community. And I am living proof of a spiritual law of giving and receiving. So we give as we receive. These are really challenging times in the world, as you know, and these are times when we must give. Unity Minneapolis gives us in so many things in so many ways. We have the prayer support through the prayer chaplaincy, the ministerial support, always giving us love and kindness, 
the beautiful services that are uplifting and comforting and always positive. The beautiful music always inspires. There are so many services that are there right now for us that we can tap in at any time. Unity First Aid, um, the classes that are still online, Unity continues to give and give. But these are times when people really need help. There are people who are lonely. There are people who are filled with anxiety and worry. And the, the things that our church teaches are so valuable to so many. So the need is high for what we have to offer. But with us not in the building, revenue streams have changed for Unity Minneapolis. And it's time for us to step up and help if we can. The Consistent Giving Program offers us the opportunity, as the name implies, to give consistently. So if you make a commitment to giving consistently, it offers the church the opportunity to plan on what's coming in instead of just taking in what comes on a monthly basis. And it helps to be able to support all of our programs, especially right now when it's needed. So will you please consider giving a consistent gift? And if you are a consistent giver already, thank you so much for your gift. Will you please considering increasing your gift? Unity needs it now as the needs of people who are coming to our Unity Center need us. I know that God is blessing you at this very moment. And on behalf of my husband, David Wettergren and I, We'd like to send love from our house to your house. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Gretchen Stein. Thank you, Gretchen Stein. Wow. So we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis this morning and prayerfully consider becoming a consistent giver. Let us bless our tithes, gifts, and our offerings together. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give all that I receive, and all that I am. Thank you, God. Amen. It was grace that held my heart through fear and grace all my fears relieved mm, How precious did that grace appear The hour I first So we take a moment and we bless these gifts, understanding that spiritual law of blessing, those things that we bless, they increase in our life. So we bless these gifts and we bless the giver and we acknowledge the one presence and one power, God, the source of these gifts. And we say, thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen and amen.
Laurie, last time I heard Amazing Grace and It Is Well Within My Soul. Wow, two of my favorites worked right there. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, our prayer chaplains are holding sacred space at home right now for you. If you have a prayer request, by all means, go into our website. There's a place to fill out your prayer request, and it goes immediately to our prayer ministry where they will hold you in prayer. Please don't forget that just in a few minutes, we go to Zoom. We go to Zoom for our virtual coffee hour. I'm looking forward to connecting with you. Also, next week, we continue our series, and we'll be talking about forgiveness. I want to take a moment and appreciate our youth and the parents of our youth, our youth and family ministry. We miss you greatly, and we know that eventually, eventually, we will be back together. So let us know together our prayer for protection and our peace song. That, what a ritual. Whoa. <laughs> Together we know that the light, light of God, God surrounds us. us. I, I am light. The, the love, love of God, God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine. And all is swell. Our peace song.
It'll heal your body and feed your soul. If the road is dark and you can't find your way, let the spirit light the way. Hand it over, hand it over. Give it up and pray. Give it up and pray. Hey, hey. Hand it over, hand it over. I give it up, I give it on over. Hand it over, hand it over. Hand it up and pray.